of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. I will rejoice and be glad. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank you, Lord. Well. Good morning, good morning. I'll say hi to everybody on line again. In case they came in late. Mm-hmm. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We'll go into the word here in just a moment. I heard, well, one, we had a good week. It was a productive week around the ministry. And grateful and thankful for everybody who participated and helped. But uh, we're just we're just excited and for all the things that God is doing. But I know some of you are getting your Bibles out of us. If you do, go ahead and turn to Joshua chapter 10. We're going to get to that in a moment, but I, I, I just think we had a productive week, good things going on. I heard women's ministry went well. I heard, I wasn't there, but I heard, hallelujah, we had to change things up last minute, but mom taught and was leading women's ministry this time, and I heard you guys had a shouting time of prayer, and Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And Tuesday went well. And hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. As we get ready to go into this word today in Joshua chapter 10, I've preached out of this chapter before because, it, number one, I just... Let me, let me begin by saying I love the book of Joshua. If there's a, a book of the Bible that would stir you up to fight, uh, per se, or to stir you up and chase down anything that's attacking your life or showing up in your life that's contrary to the Word of God, the book of Joshua is one that it'll just get you going. Uh, you might remember several months ago even I preached a little bit about we're a Joshua generation where we're not going to take basically no for an answer, but that we're going to stand up and whatever God has promised us, we need to, we in the body of Christ need to be able to have the mindset and the attitude that we're going to receive it by faith. We're going to believe what his word has declared for us. And so uh, we're going to look into Joshua 10 again, because I just wasn't able to get rid of, uh, get away from one particular statement in the midst of the text. I I just haven't been able to. And uh, like I said, I know we've done some teaching out of Joshua before and uh, but it is it is good, 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 and I, I just love the 
context that it's in. I, I just believe it's even a word for today that you and I need to be determined and not be nonchalant and casual in, in what things are showing up in life and how life has been hard. I don't know if anybody ever feels like we get through one thing only to be faced with another or, or you have one thing going on in one area of your life and another problem in another area. But I know what that's sort of like right now where if you get through one battle, there's another and another and another. But God has given you and I some promises and some things that we can hold on to in the midst of uh, Joshua chapter 10. And that's why I believe it's important. That's why earlier when we were even singing, when we were singing, I will rejoice and I will be glad, is it's meaning I'm going to rejoice and make a complete turn from where I am, that I'm not going to allow what I'm facing to dictate my praise or my attitude. How many know sometimes we're guilty of just waking up on the wrong side of the bed? so to speak. Come on. Am I the only one that you just grouchy sometimes, right? Uh, you, you're just miserable or, or you're just tired of facing the same thing. And so we'll get a little irritable. Amen. I, I, I was even a little irritable yesterday. I can't say why, but I was just a little irritable, you know, about things and people and uh, situations, right? You, how many know what I'm talking about? The, nobody did anything, but you're just, you're struggling. You know what I mean? Just don't look at me the wrong way. Don't, don't say the wrong thing to me. Hallelujah. Because uh, what I might say and how I might react isn't the most godly. Amen. Uh, because sometimes just life gets to us. But we have to go back to the word. And so when we start feeling that way and being surrounded by life and circumstances and problems and situations, we got to remember and remind ourselves what the word of God has said. So when we were singing, I will rejoice and be glad, we're saying, I'm going to choose to be glad. I'm going to choose to rejoice despite what it looks like. Despite you are on my last nerve, I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to choose to be glad. Despite the fact that you are a nasty person and you have a bad attitude, I'm going to rejoice and be glad. Oh, come on. Somebody's shaking their head now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Despite the fact that you are like the devil in flesh, right, that, that, in my life, it seems like I'm going to rejoice and be glad. Amen. Despite that Lois gets madder than a wet hornet with a David, she should rejoice and be glad even in it. Amen. Hallelujah. Despite when I wake up and my, my, the way I might feel these last little weeks, I've been doing work that I'm not completely used to. And I have been in pain and misery and my back not cooperating and all of those things. And you have to just make a decision. I'm going to rejoice and be glad. I'm not going to not do it and be a hermit and, and give in to what the, the, what's trying to happen to my body. I'm going to keep going. So I will rejoice and be glad. I will rejoice and be glad in pain, right? I'm not going to let my life or circumstances dictate that. Amen. And so that, that's why when we were singing that, it's so important that, that I will rejoice. It's you choosing an attitude. Amen. It's me choosing how I'm going to, my, my day is going to be dictated. Amen. I'm not going to let what's going on around me change my, my focus and my praise or, or, or cause me to live in, uh, live in doubt or fear or unbelief. But I, I, we're going to walk by faith. Hallelujah. So that's what brings us to this text, I really believe, today. Despite what we see going on around us or despite what you don't see that you want to see. Hallelujah. That's what's going to bring us to Joshua chapter 10 today. And so we're going to jump around a little bit in this text because I don't want to read it all, but there is a good bit to read. So we're going to jump around. Here we're going to read, for those of you that take notes and whatnot, we're going to read Joshua chapter 10, the first two verses, 1 and 2, and then we're going to jump down to verse 5 through 12, and then from there we're going to jump down to verse 22. All right. 
Ready or not, Joshua 10. Now, the king of Jerusalem heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king. And that people of Gideon had made a treaty of peace with Israel and had become their allies. And his people were very much alarmed at this because Gibeon was an important city, like one of the royal cities. It was larger than Ai, and all its men were good fighters. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon, joined forces. Notice that right there. These other five kings joined forces. How many know sometimes it's not enough you have one enemy, other people will join up and be your enemy together? says, they moved up with all their troops and took up positions against Gibeon and attacked it. The Gibeonites, now we're going to jump down to verse 6. The Gibeonites then sent word to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal. Do not abandon your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us. Help us because the Amorite kings from the hill country have joined forces against us. Verse 7. So Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. The Lord said to Joshua, watch this. The Lord said to Joshua in verse 8, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Do not be afraid of them. I'm going to read it again. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Not one of the people rising against you. Not one of your enemies. Not one of the things that's trying to work against your life right now will withstand against you. Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. After an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. So Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Haran and cut them down all the way. As they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horan to Achah, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them. And more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. Hallelujah. More than from swords, people died from hailstones. Mm. On the day the Lord gave, verse 12, on the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in, your, in the presence of Israel, sun stands still over Gibeon and you moon over the valley of Ajon. Verse 22. I know it's a lot of reading today, but it's important. Jump down to verse 22. Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me. Bring those five kings that, that joined together against. So they brought the five kings out of the cave and the king of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon, and they had brought these kings to Joshua. He summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come with him, come here. And put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on the necks. And Joshua said to them, do not be afraid nor be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do 
to all the enemies you are going to fight. Look at that. This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight. Then Joshua put the kings to death and exposed their bodies on five poles, and they were left hanging on the poles until evening. At sunset, Joshua gave the order, and they took them down on the poles and threw them into the cave where they had been hiding. At the mouth of the cave, they placed large rocks where they are still there to this day. We'll stop there. Lots of good stuff that I could, we, can, we can dive into there, but I want you to focus right there back in verse 8. Do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Or are you with me? That's why I said earlier, you and I have got some problems that, that, that are surrounding us, that are, that are sort of ganging up on us. Life is, has a way of just beating us up sometimes, one thing after the other, somebody, things that are trying to sometimes overthrow us. And the Lord said right here in the midst of the text, right in the midst of several things going wrong, it wasn't enough that he had an enemy, but there were other kings that were joining forces together to try to even bring defeat. But God gave a promise in the word that not one of them will be able to withstand them. Not one of them will be able to stand them. You and I need to, to be, we have to begin right there. And that's a place right there where we should give God praise that he has already promised victory. Amen. That not one thing that you and I are standing against will be able to withstand you and I. Does that make sense? Amen. Scott, you're with me. Hallelujah. Not one thing, not one thing that surrounds us, not one thing that's going wrong, not, not the multiple areas of this life, not the things that are trying to overthrow us or overtake us, but we should be able to praise God because we already have victory because he said not one of them, not one of them. Think about that. Sometimes I think we look for victory in one area and don't expect it in all areas. Right. We'll pray for victory in some financial miracle, but then we don't believe it in a marriage or relationship. Or we'll pray for a breakthrough on the job, but not believe for it to happen in in church on Sunday. Or we'll pray for a, a breakthrough, a miracle to happen in some way, but we don't believe it in every area. But God promised right there in his word, not one of them. Not one thing that would rise against you, not even one enemy that would rise against you would be able to withstand you. See, there's something in there that you and I have to begin to believe about ourselves, about who we are, about who we are in Christ, about what God says over our life. Do you know how many times we, we get frustrated because of the things that are going wrong and we forget the word when he promises things like this, that not one thing will be able to withstand you. In other words, not one thing can overcome you or overwhelm you unless you let it. God was giving a, 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 a word. God was giving a, a promises right here for you and I. Not one thing will be able to withstand you and I. Hallelujah. I want you to understand something about the, this text that's really important. That Joshua and the children of Israel, they're not, they're not robbers. They're not, they're not thieves. They didn't just rip land and territories from people. That, that's not who they were. But they, they, were, they, they weren't gangsters, so to speak. They, this, this was Abraham's land. This was land that had belonged to them. It was, it was given to even Abraham by God. The Bible even says that, that Sarah, his wife, and, and Joseph and Jacob, they're buried in this land, all right? So there's some history there in the land. And, and inhabitants, some other folks had come in and possessed the land while the children of Israel, while they were in captivity. And 
the children of Israel, remember, they withstood slavery and hardships, and they endured and, and survived the wilderness and confronted the Jordan River, and here they are. They were now crossing the, the, over to the other side, and they were getting, beginning. They were just beginning to recapture all that had been lost in their life. They were just beginning to sort of recapture the things that they had lost. Hallelujah. See, this is about, this is about being, uh, this is about something being yours, even when it doesn't look like it's yours. That's what Joshua 10 is all about. Are you hearing me? This text is about something being yours, even when it doesn't look like it's being yours. Hallelujah. That means, it, it means that health and wholeness is yours, even when it doesn't look like it or feel like it. It means healing as ours even when it doesn't look like it. It means that I can step into overflow and an abundance in God even when it doesn't look like it. Come on, somebody. I believe God was reminding me of this word this week because I needed, I needed a reminder. And I needed a reminder so I could remind you that, that this, this text is a reminder that even when something doesn't look like it's yours, it's already yours. That's why his word says that all of his promises are yes and amen. Yes, and so it shall be. That even when it doesn't look like I have victory, he promised you and I victory. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says in, uh, in our text, he said that God said to Joshua, be strong and very courageous. For I am with you to deliver you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you to deliver you wherever you go. Boy, oh, boy. Somebody should hear that word of the Lord today. He said, I'm with you to deliver you wherever you go. In other words, you have to remember in my power, beyond what you're experiencing, the things that, the people that irritate you, I'll deliver you out of it. Rest in me. Rest in, in, in trust in who I am beyond anything else. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said that, 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 let me just finish giving you a little bit of background. The Bible said that Moses finished his job and he brought the children of Israel to the promised land. But now I hear it's Joshua's turn to take the children of Israel over into the promised land. Uh, we mentioned that just the other week, right? How uh, Moses couldn't take him into, because uh, in leadership, we just mentioned it on Tuesday, that Moses couldn't take the children of Israel into the promised land because it's somewhere he had never been. And how leaders can only take people up to a place they've been. Hallelujah. And so that's why it required Joshua to step in to take the children of Israel over. And the, and the Bible says, God said to them, I have given you the land to possess it. I've given you the land, but in other words, you have to fight for it. How many of you know that, that God has promised us many, many things through his word, but we still have to often fight for some of the things he promised us? Amen. Sometimes we just come to church and just wait on God to pour it out on us. And there are many things that you and I have to fight for in prayer, or we have to fight the enemy, or sometimes we have to fight people. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. Sometimes you and I have to get angry with situations. Sometimes we have to ha have adversity. Don't, don't sit there and act like church people never fight. We fight. I'll fight like the best of them. Hallelujah. There was two people fighting outside of my house the other day. I heard all this commotion, and here were two women knocked down, drag out right in the middle of the road. I thought, you all crazy. But sometimes you just have to fight. It was fun to watch. I just stood there and was like, well, look at them. Look at them go. And then the popo showed up. Broke it up. Arrested them. Hallelujah. And I was chuckling, but then I realized, you know, sometimes you just got to get it out of your system. I'm not, I'm not advocating for violence or anything. What I'm saying is sometimes you just got to get it off your chest. Sometimes, Harley, you got to just yell back at Geneva, right? You just got to get it out, right? 
<laughs> Hallelujah. See, I got to wake you up. Because <coughs> sometimes, sometimes there are some things we have to fight for. If you and I believe in something, especially when God has promised you and I things, we can't just sit back and wait on God to do it all. Remember what he said to them. He says, I've given you the land. Now go and possess it. Or in other words, I've given you the land. Now go and fight for it. So sometimes you and I have to fight for our healing or our miracle. Sometimes we have to fight for some financial breakthrough or a miracle in our marriage. He says, I've given you it, but you got to fight for it. And then he goes on to say, not one of them will be able to withstand you. Not one of them, no enemy of yours will be able to stand up and defeat you. You and I need to be able to understand that, receive that kind of word for ourselves. Not one thing that stands against you and I will be able to withstand us. Amen. Even when it looks like you and I are defeated or going to be overcome, your enemy just doesn't know who you are just yet. Not one of them will be able to withstand you because maybe your enemy only sees you, but it doesn't see your God. Maybe, and they could be people. It could be situations. It could be sickness. It could be disease. It could be money. Hallelujah. It could be the enemy himself trying to take you down. One thing I've learned about the enemy is he wouldn't be fighting me if he didn't think, if he he thought I was going to fail. He's fighting me because he knows that I can win. Are you hearing me? You don't fight someone. If, if you know it, it, right from the get-go, you're going to thump them down, right? You fight them to, to figure out if you can, right? And so the enemy only it attacks things that he, 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 he needs to stop from winning or needs to stop from overcoming. And so the Bible says, though, that not one of them will be able to withstand you. Hallelujah. Now, something else about this, this the pretext, uh, part of this that we didn't read, but I want to lay it out for you so you have a, a good, better understanding. The Bible said that the uh, previously before our text that the walls of Jericho, uh, that the walls of Jericho surrounded the city of, uh, of Jericho and God gave Joshua a strategy and they marched all around the, the walls until they came down. You know the story. And the, and the Bible says they destroyed Jericho except for one thing. The Bible said that they destroyed the entire city except for one thing that Achan did. And the Bible says that Achan found a, a rich fabric with two hectares. 200 shekels of gold and hid it in his tent. Mm-hmm. Remember, God had given some instruction that they could take the city, but it belonged to the Lord. And here's what's interesting is the Bible tells us that no one knew it and no one saw it, but God saw it. No one knew or saw what Achan had done, but God saw it because God saw Because God saw it, they lost the next battle, the Bible says. They lost the battle at Ai, and they were defeated. Hallelujah. The Bible said then that, before our text, the Bible says that Joshua kind of laid down and started kicking and screaming and throwing a fit. I know none of us have ever done that. How many have ever had a temper tantrum before God? Oh, I have. Whether it's in prayer or not, sometimes it's just just all my own. Sometimes I'm not even talking to God. Sometimes I'll just throw a temper tantrum. You know, like a two-year-old will throw themselves in the floor and kick and scream and maybe bang their head on the floor. And we think, oh, what's wrong with you? That's often what we do with God, right? When things aren't going our way, when something isn't working out. How many have ever wanted something really bad and you didn't get it? Amen. You, you wanted something really bad and it didn't get it. And so Joshua, the Bible says, after they lost the battle at Ai, he kind of threw himself to the floor and started kicking and screaming like a two-year-old. Hallelujah. Because they had lost the battle. Because he had lost this battle. But listen, he, he was frustrated and angry, Harley, because he knew, he knew he wasn't supposed to lose the battle. 
because God had promised them victory. God had promised them that they would, they would have victory. But, but you and I need to understand something about that. Think about that. He was frustrated and upset and angry because he knew he was not supposed to, to, to lose. He knew he was not supposed to lose. Do you, do you hear what I, I'm telling you? You and I need to have that kind of mentality in the church where we knew we were not supposed to lose. You and I should face all kinds of adversity that we know we're not supposed to lose. Are you hard hearing what I'm saying? We, we have such a mentality. Some of us are just used to losing. We're just used to some things not going our way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I believe our country is sort of used to just things not going our way. Look around right now. There's a lot of stuff going on all around the world in our nation. Our nation is so divided. And so we're used to things sort of not going our way. And then we bring that kind of ideology and theology into the church. And we're just used to things going wrong. We'll get up tomorrow and get ready for work and be miserable because we're just used to things not going real good on a Monday morning. Are you hearing me? We'll go into work with sort of an attitude because we're, we're used to that boss just being a jerk, right? And so we're used to things. We're, we're used to financial problems and situations. Are you hearing me? And so we're not necessarily, we don't necessarily have the mentality that we're, we, we believe we're supposed to win. Even when it comes to prayer, can I stay there for a moment? Even when it comes to prayer, we'll pray and we'll ask things of God. But, but when I go to prayer, I often like to slay it like in prayer, you know, just, just, just cut the life right out of whatever it is. If it's a financial problem or a physical issue, you bind and you arrest and you rebuke that thing and you, you speak life over your life. And you, I don't stop praying until I believe or sense that there has been a victory or a release in my life. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Because I believe that I'm supposed to win. I believe that things are supposed to work out for my favor, right? Even the Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So it should be for my good, amen. So, so I'm not gonna allow some moody, miserable boss tick me off, right? Or I'm not gonna allow the lack of money to take my joy, right? That's why we were singing earlier, right? Back to the some, one song we were singing, I will rejoice and be glad. Lord, even without, I'll rejoice and be glad. Lord, even if I got to go to the, 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 the store and realize when I leave, I'm flat broke, I'll rejoice and be glad, right? Because I'm not going to allow it to dictate my attitude because I'll believe in you before I'm going to believe in what's left in my wallet. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That Joshua knew he was not supposed to lose. You and I need to know that we're not supposed to lose. Anybody hearing what I'm telling you today? We need to know we are not supposed to lose. I need to know if I have to get in a fist fight, I'm not supposed to lose that fight, Geneva. Before you all peel me off of somebody, you need to know in my mind, I'm not supposed to lose. Hallelujah. All kinds of crazy will show up. Right. Yeah, Scott's got my back. Thank you, Scott. Hallelujah. We'll get him. Whatever it is, if I'm having to attack and fight against the enemy, I know before I do it, I'm not supposed to lose. Amen. I've given you testimony of the last couple of weeks, even how God has blessed at times in my life when it didn't make sense in a financial transaction because I go in knowing I am not supposed to lose. I, I'm going in knowing I walk in the favor of God. You're going to bless me because the word of God declares that you will bless me. The Bible says my enemies will bless me. So when I go in to buy a car or whatever, they'll bless me. They'll, they'll give me way more. That, that old car I got 16 grand of. How, that doesn't make any sense. Hallelujah. Because you go in knowing you're supposed to win. Hallelujah. Lois said next time she buys a car, she said, Pastor, you got to go with me. 
<laughs> I need that favor, right, didn't you? <laughs> Hallelujah. But you got to go in knowing that you're supposed to win. Hallelujah. I, I was talking to somebody. Who, they've been complaining. They haven't been getting a raise. I said, well, you're not going to get a raise if you don't believe you're worth it. So a couple of weeks went by. I said, well, did you talk to your boss? No, no. It just she always seems like she's in a mood. I said, you got to stop letting that dictate. It said, you got to believe that you're worth the raise. I said, how much do you want? He said, well, other people my, my, do my job make, you know, $100,000. I said, well, then you need to have the guts enough. And believe. I said, if you don't believe it, she'll never believe it. You got to walk in there and tell her, hey, I'm here about a raise. And she might swallow her tongue hard, say, I'm here about a raise. And, and, then, and then you just need to tell her what you believe is fair. Don't ask her. Tell her. This is what I know that I'm worth. Can you afford that? Because I know a place across town can afford that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you believe, you got to go in knowing. You got to go in knowing you are supposed to win. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So many times we allow ourselves to be surrounded by people that don't see our value. Uh-huh. Are you hearing me? And so then we start believing that we're not worth enough. And so I'll, I'll just work for far less than I should work for. Oh, you're crazy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not if I can go across town and they'll pay me and they see my worth and my value. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You got to know when, when you approach things. You got to know when you go before God that what you are worth it. You got to know when you, when you approach even the enemy that you are not supposed to lose. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That everything that we're believing God for, hallelujah. Lois, you and I have been tossing around ideas for things, right? We got to know be, beyond any idea and before any idea that we are supposed to win. We're supposed to win. It shouldn't take this, that, and the other to make ends meet. What it, we should know is that, Lord, in the end, we are supposed to win. So, God, I'm going to trust in you before I do anything else. I'm going to trust in you before I do anything else because I believe, according to your word, that I am supposed to win. Hallelujah. See, what, what am I trying to say? I believe some people just plan on life being broke or some people just plan on life being miserable. Anybody ever been around people like that? I mean, they, they, I told somebody yesterday, you complain if your ice cream is cold. Did, Cindy, did I not? See, she'll keep me honest. I, 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 when I tell you, I tell people things, it's true. I, I, I said, you are just miserable. You'd complain if your ice cream's cold because it doesn't, doesn't matter what. They're just, it's always negative Nancy, right? Always something wrong, always something miserable, right? They never can see glass half full. It's always half empty, hallelujah. You and I have got to believe that we are supposed to win, and we've got to stop planning on being broke, busted, and disgusted. We've got to stop planning that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be depressed, or I've got to stop planning that everything's going to go wrong tomorrow, or I've got to stop planning that everyone's going to be mad at me, or I've got to stop planning that, that things just aren't going to work out for me, but I'm going to start planning that everything Things going to be all right. Amen. I'm going to start planning that I'm supposed to win. What would happen if your life, if you started setting a plan for you to win? Oh, Lord. What if you started planning your life? God, when you heal me, I'm going to do this. God, when you bless me to be able to pay that off, I'm going to do this. Right. Or, 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 or God, if I have breakthrough in this area, what if you and I started responding in our life that we start planning for victory and we started planning for wins. Oh my. See, that's a totally different outcome. See, we, we, a lot of times we're just praying and believing God and asking him for a miracle, for a breakthrough. Okay. But what if he does? What's next? 
See, that, that's the whole plan for a vision. I told a preacher this week, he, he said, I, 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 he said I, I need to understand how you're always so positive and how you're always staying busy. He said, I work a, a secular job and I preach. And he said, I'm not busy like you are. I said, then you're not doing what God's called you to do. He said, what do you mean? I, I said, where, where do you see your church in one year or five years or 10 years? He, he said, I don't know. He said, he said, it's sort of like just trying to get them through the next day. I said, that's the problem. I said, you got to start preaching where you want them to be, not where they are. You hear what I'm saying? In other words, you've got to give people the opportunity to plan for victory. You, you, that, that's the reason our church has a vision. There is always something we're working towards. There's always the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that we're working on. So that ultimately, it's not about us creating an empire, but it's about you finding out who you are in Christ Jesus, that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, so that you can approach your life and your problems just like Joshua and them are here, where God can say to you, not one of the things that stand against you will withstand you. Not one of the things that you were up against will overcome you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Joshua knew that failure wasn't normal. You and I need to get that mindset that failure is not normal. God said, you're right there. God was pointing out to them that, that, hey, there's some sin in the camp. He said, the reason you lost, he had to point out to Joshua, the reason you lost is there was a sin that took place. And somebody took something that didn't belong to them. And so he said, in order to get my point across... Notice this. He said, I'll cause some things not to go right in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes we wonder why some things aren't going right. God's trying to get our attention and say, you're not winning in this area because I need you to look at your life. I need you to look at why you're not winning. I promised you all this, but what I ask in return, remember, God gave them instruction. He said, I- I- I'm going to get you through Jericho, but, 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 but do this, but don't touch anything else. And, and one of the men went and took something that didn't belong to him, right? And so God said, well, then because of that, all of y'all are going to lose. Oh, hallelujah. So he brought judgment, judgment down. Hallelujah. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. And so God basically told him, hey, if you deal with the sin, then you'll get the blessing. And so Joshua goes back. He deals with the sin. Joshua goes back to fight the next battle again, and he gets the victory. And the Bible says in our text that he took the king and he hung him high and as an open display of the victory. So, are you still with me? When the Gibeonites, when the Gibeonites saw that they destroyed Ai and, and Jericho and, and they were moving closer to Gibeon, the Gibeonites knew they had to do something. This is what we read in the text. Now the Gibeonites saw these victories. They saw that they had now made two more victories. Hallelujah. And so they, they, they thought we got to do something because they did not want to fight Joshua. See, when, when some people or when the enemy can see that there is that you believe that you're supposed to win, he won't want to fight you. Are you hearing me? There are some people, once you've seen them fight, you don't want to have to fight them. Right? How many have ever seen somebody fight crazy? I remember high school, they would fight crazy when I was in high school. I mean, crazy, it wasn't fair fights, you know. It was, if you started seeing fists flying, you, you ducked, covered, and run, amen? Because it would get crazy. They didn't fight fair when I was in high school, and it was always Laurel Highlands against Uniontown whenever I was in high school. We were big rivals, and we didn't really like AG either very much. But they weren't our biggest rival, hallelujah. Well, hey, just bear with me, I'm a Laurel Highlands guy, all right? And so look, listen to this, but, but when fights would break out, 
I mean, they would break out. They would swarm a, foot, a, a football field or swarm a basketball court, and they'd fight. I mean, everybody, all the girls, the cheerleaders, and the, and the band, everybody would start swinging hallelujah when I, I was in school. And some of them would fight crazy. And you knew there were just some people you didn't want to have to fight because you knew if they got to fighting that they would win. Hallelujah. And so the Gibeonites were like that. They, did, they didn't want to have to fight Joshua. And so the Bible says that they, they came up with a scheme, a plan. And the Bible says they got old, old wineskins and raggedy clothes and, and raggedy shoes. That, this is what we read. And, and then, it, then it says they even, they even said, let's get some moldy bread and some stale wine to look like we're travelers from a long ways away. He said, Let, let's try to deceive them. And they came to Joshua and they wanted to try to make peace with him. They said they heard how great and strong his God is. So they, they roll up on Joshua and they said, hey, you know, we heard how great and strong your God is and we've traveled from a long ways. And the Bible says that Joshua looked at the bread and he looked at the wineskin and he even peeked at their shoes and, and he believed what they told him. Watch this. But the mistake that Joshua made was he believed them because he did not pray. Do you know how many times you and I believe what we see because we did not pray? The Bible says that you and I are, are to test the spirits and we will know. Sometimes you got to just pray and seek the Lord and you will know when someone's lying through their teeth right at you, right? The, but, but the Bible doesn't say that Joshua prayed. He made the mistake and, 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 he, and he didn't pray. But Joshua ends up entering into covenant with them, and they started marching with him. And it, the Bible says it wasn't until three days later that he realized that they were liars. How many of you know it wasn't until a little ways later in life you realized that somebody who said they were one thing was not who they said they were? In other words, they were fake. They were liars. Amen. Sometimes we've surrounded ourselves with church people like that, family members who are like that, friends. Some of us dated some people like that. Oh, come on. I, I know, Geneva, that was before Harley, so you don't have to, you don't have to shout or anything. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Come on, we, we've all encountered people who we found out over the course of time they were not who they said they were. Like the Gibeonites, they put on shoes and raggedy clothes and they tried to appear to be something or they tried to be spiritual and holier than thou or, or they wanted to appear like they were anointed, but they weren't more even, they weren't an, they weren't any more anointed than a gnat flying around a, a, a bad bananas. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But they wanted to appear to be something, and you found out after you spent a little time with them, there was nothing there. They were not who they said they were. Or, or we dated someone. Or we married them maybe even. Then we found out years later, you are not the person you led me to believe you are. You are a liar. Hallelujah. I know David's just waking up to that fact. Oh, hallelujah. Can we pray for David today? Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Lois, we still love you. Mm -hmm. We'll find that out in life, that some people are just not who they said they were. That they, 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 they pulled one over on us. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says they started marching with him, and three days later that he realized they were liars. And so now Joshua, now Joshua is coming to Gibeon, and they were just north of Jerusalem, but he couldn't go back and kill them because he had made a vow to the Lord, the Bible says. Sometimes you and I, you and I make vows to the Lord, right, and, and then we'll just break him over anything. But Joshua learned at Ai that after losing, he said, I'm not going to play with God. So because I made a vow unto the Lord, I'm not going to break that now. I, I've got to find a way. 
And so, and so Joshua scared. Joshua wasn't, wasn't scared of, of Gibeon, right? But, but he didn't want to fool around with God. So he needed to find a way to get along with them. Sometimes you and I just got to find a way to get along with some people. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes we just have to find a way to get along with an in-law or a coworker, or someone that we know we've been commanded to love and they just irritate us. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes we just got to sit the furthest way across the room or at another table, not at the same table, right? We, sometimes we've got to do that. And so Joshua says, hey, hey, I, I've got to find a way to get along with them. Hallelujah. Notice something. Notice something that the, 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 these Gibeonites, they didn't, they didn't join up with Joshua when he lost the battle with Ai. They waited until he won a couple more battles because nobody ever wants to join up with someone when they're losing, right? They only want to join up with you when you're winning, right? People want to become your friends when you're moving up in life, but let you go through a rough patch and you lose your car, lose your house. Not everyone's aching to be your friend all of a sudden, right? People always want to be your friend to be close to you when you're on your way up. And so Joshua said, I'm going to find a way to get along with them. And he ends up telling them, he says, I'm not going to destroy you, but I'm going to make you serve my vision. I'm going to make you work for me. And so I'm going to make you bring me water and bring me supplies. I'm going to make you follow me because you weren't honest with me. See, you and I sometimes got to get creative and allowing people who, who, we need to get along with. We've got to find a way. Make them serve your vision. Make them work for your good. Hallelujah. Because his word says all things will work together for your good. Sometimes we just got to get a little bit creative. Sometimes we just want to be too dismissive and think, oh, I, I, you know, uh, uh, we just want to have nothing to do with them instead of making them serve our vision and what God's trying to work uh, together for our good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we're going to have some people that we don't necessarily like working for our good. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. See, we got to understand something. We're not fighting just a regular fight. You and I are fighting a plan of the enemy to sabotage you and I. That's what this was. This was a plan to try to sabotage them. What they had been fighting up to this point, it was just not an average plan. You and I need to know that about what we're up against in this life. The things that, that, that irritate you and send you over the edge. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Where there are just some things or certain things that, that every time it happens, it will throw you over the edge. You will lose your mind. You will lose your entire peace. Amen. You and I will, 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 will go off at the drop of a hat. I must be. Maybe I'm the only one. But there are just a few things in life that if it happens, it, I can be having the best day in the world. But if that happens or they say the wrong thing, oh, hallelujah, it's on. Are you hearing me? You need to understand there are some fights, they are just sent to sabotage you. They're just sent. It's not a regular fight. It is sent to sabotage you as a plan of the enemy. Hallelujah. See, the enemy is not fighting you and I because we're weak. He's fighting you because you are strong. Do you know that? That's what this whole text is about. This whole message is about not one of them will be able to withstand you. It's no, nothing is fighting you because you're weak. You don't fight something if you know that it's weak. You fight it if you know that it's strong. I have to fight to be able to prove I can overcome it. And so the enemy fights you because he knows there's a strength within you. So he's not fighting you because you're, you're going to fail. If we were going to fail, he never would have fought us. Hallelujah. But the fact that the enemy is fighting you ought to make you and I be able to give God praise 
praise and dance and shout in advance. Hallelujah. In other words, because I'm facing opposition in life right now, because I'm on the verge of losing my own mind, because sometimes I'll, I'll lose my temper on over a situation, what it should do is make me dance and shout when opposition shows up because it's proof to me, it's proof to me that the enemy is fighting and sabotaging me because he, he, he knows how strong you and I are. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. Proof of how strong we really are. Nobody fights who's already defeated. That's why you and I need to get rid of defeated mindsets and attitudes. Nobody defeats who is already def who's already defeated. You've already got the victory. Remember, the, the Bible says not one of them will be able to withstand you. So you already have the victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Not one thing that I'll face this week will be able to withstand me because God has said we have already have the victory. See, this is why Paul was able to say we can glory in tribulation. In other words, what Paul was teaching you and I is that if we're real church people, we'll get happy even in the midst of trouble. Now, we won't come into church depressed and weary and, and not able to give God praise, but in the midst of trouble, in the midst of tribulation, I should still be able to shout unto God with a voice of triumph and to shout unto God with a voice of, of praise, that people can rise against you and I, but I'll still shout and give God praise, that I can be sick in my body and I'll still shout and give God praise, that I, 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 I can be broke financially, but I'll still be shout and give God praise, hallelujah, because we, 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 we need to know that toughness is a sign that we're closer to the promise than we've ever been before. Haven't you ever noticed how sometimes we just get tired of having to fight and battle and, and problems in life? Right? Sometimes we just get to that point. You've got to recognize that as the, the reason that, that you're facing all that. It just means you are closer to the promise than you've ever been before. And anytime you and I get closer to victory, the, the, the fight always intensifies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll give him praise for you. Before you get the greatest victory, you will always get the greatest opposition. The closer you get to crossing over, the closer you get to seeing not one thing will be able to withstand you. The struggle will always intensify. Hallelujah. We got to know it's toughness. That's why you should be able to walk and believe that, that that's how you should know something is about to happen. Something is about to happen, right? As soon as you recognize that the battle has intensified, something is about to happen. Oh, my God. As soon as you and I go through this week and someone else rises against you, something is about to happen. As soon as you, 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 you encounter some other financial burden, something is about to happen. Amen. H hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As soon as, as you start breaking out in a fight with somebody else, something is about to happen. I'm closer than I was two days ago. Or I'm closer than I was a week ago. I'm closer than I was a year ago this time. Hallelujah. So even, even down to our physical problems, sometimes we're, we're closer than than where we've ever been because it's gotten worse than it's ever been. Hallelujah. That's what you have to notice about the text. Things weren't going too good. They lost the battle. Then he, he allowed traitors in the midst of the camp who deceived him. But you and I need to be able to recognize with all of that trouble going on, even Joshua understood, I know that I'm supposed to win. He had the attitude and the mindset, I know I'm supposed to win. I'm not going to let none of this bother me. I'm not going to let these traitors and liars and people who deceived me take my focus and attention off what I've got to do next. I've still got to win the next victory. 
So many times when things are going wrong, it's going wrong and the enemy uses it to try to get you distracted from your victory, to cause you to focus on it rather than looking where you're headed. In other words, I'll start focusing on my pain, not focusing on God, what's going to happen when you deliver me from it. So in other words, I won't give you praise in the midst of my trouble. I'll focus on my situation more than I will what you have promised me. More than I, So I won't give you praise because your word says not one of them will be able to withstand you. Instead, I'll focus on this little side battle that's going on and allow it to take my attention. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. The Bible says, we won't take the time to turn there, but the Bible says in Mark chapter 10, the Bible says there in Mark chapter 10, I think beginning around verse 29, he says that we often fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Watch this. He He says in the word of God that anything that you and I lose for the cause of Christ, watch this. He said, you and I will receive back in this present age a hundredfold. I wonder if anybody's lost anything in this life. Hallelujah. Amen. I see some head shaking. We've lost some things. Can I just prove to you right now what the words of Jesus, this isn't the words of nobody else. This is the words of Jesus. He said, anything that you have lost or given up, whether you've had family walk away, brothers, sisters, wives, husbands, whether you've had to walk away or things have been taken away from you, Jesus says right here in Mark chapter 10, he said, truly I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for me and the gospel. In other words, anything that caused you to not live in prosperity, where you, you, you had something missing, lacking, or broken. All of us have probably had something walk out of our life, a thing, a, a person, people that caused us to, to live missing, lacking, or broken. And Jesus says anything that you've lost for the sake of, of the gospel, any of those things that, that, that has walked out on you, he said you, if you're not careful, you'll fail to receive it back in your life in this present age. He promises you and I, he said, you will receive it back 100 fold. So everything that you and I have lost, listen to me, he says, you will get it back a hundred fold, whether it's a homes or brothers or sisters or mothers and fields, any kind of prosperity in your life, along with persecutions. Look at this. He says, yeah, you're going to go through and he said, I'm going to bless you and give it back to you a hundred fold, but it will come with persecution. In other words, you and I need to expect that things will go wrong. God is trying to bless you and I, but he's saying, I'm going to bless you. But along with that blessing will come persecution. But you have to be able to endure the persecution. He said, but it will happen in this age. In order to come to eternal life. In other words, before I leave this earth, I'll get back everything that I lost. I need to break it down into language that I hope you can understand. In other words, before I take my last breath, all the things, Harley, that he promised me in his word, he says, I will receive in this present age. Oh, hallelujah. So everything that has ever been taken away from us, every person that's ever walked away, every blessing that that walked out of my life that never should have, everything the enemy ever stole from us, 
Amen. Even when we sing that song, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. You and I need to know that we are declaring and decreeing that everything that isn't right in our life, God's saying it will be right in your life. You and I have to believe that not one thing can stand against you and I. Not one thing will have victory. Jesus is telling us how to get it. He's saying, hey, you will receive it, but I need you to believe who you are. I need you to believe that you have eternal life. See, a lot of times in the church, we believe that we're going to get all those things when we get to heaven. Let me throw that theology out the window right now. A lot of times we'll just pray, oh, I I just thank God they're healed now in heaven. Yes, they are. But you and I need to have the faith to believe that we're healed here in the earth before we get to heaven. That's what Jesus is saying. Everything that went wrong in your life, you can get now. You can receive it now. You don't have to wait to die to get it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't have to wait to die to go to heaven to be to, to, to be prosperous. I don't have to wait to die and go to heaven to be blessed in this life. I don't have to wait and die and, and, and go to heaven to be able to see breakthrough in my life. Are you hearing me? We, we often take things out of context and think that the great breakthrough and the great victory is yes when we die and make heaven yes that is victory yes that is the ultimate yes but God's saying while you're living in this present age I want you to be able to enjoy life oh thank you Jesus he said I don't want you to have to do without he's saying everything that you have lost in this present age you will get back in this present age So in other words, Jesus is revealing to us that you and I need to have the kind of mentality and the way of thinking like Joshua. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Not one thing that rises against you will will be able to have victory over you unless you will, will allow that thing to happen. Are you still with me in this place today? Not one of those things. Not one of those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is a moment where you and I need to use this as something to remind the enemy of. Are you hearing me? That that Jesus said, it wasn't anybody else. These are the words of Jesus in in that text there in, in the book of Mark. Jesus said, he said, everything that you have lost, you will get back a hundredfold. So you and I, when things start going wrong in this life, you and I need to remind the enemy, enemy, devil, you got to do the math because God said that whatever you have taken from me, I will get back. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying. The the Bible says whatever the enemy has caused to walk out of your life, you will get back a hundredfold. So what she or he walked away, you will get them back a hundredfold. God said he'll just send another that'll love you even more, that'll see you for who you are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you and I need never give up on the promises of God. It may look like you're not being healed or that you won't be whole, but Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, you will get it back a hundredfold, a hundred times over. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what doctors say. God says, I need you to believe in, in who you are, but yes, in who he is, that not one thing that stands against you, not one enemy that rises against you will be able to withstand you, not because just of who you are, but because of the God in you. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we have to often tell the enemy or tell our, our enemies to do the math, do the math, do the math. Hallelujah. Because God has already pr- proclaimed what the outcome of this math problem is going to be. That's all it is. All our life is and the things we get frustrated. It's a math problem that God has already given the answer to. And he said, you and I will get it back a hundredfold. A hundredfold. It'll be better than it ever was. The person who walks into your life will be better than the one who walked out of your life. Hallelujah. But he gives it with a warning. He says, you will get all of those things back. You will get back everything the enemy stole from you. But be careful. 
you will get it back along with persecution. In other words, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to help you in this life, but it's going to come with persecution. He's saying, don't let persecution and the problems distract you from the promise. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'll shout for you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He's saying, don't allow yourself to be distracted by the persecution and the problems in this life. He said, I want you to hold on to what I said, that you'll get it back a hundredfold. So in other words, I will bless you and I will thank you, God, even though I'm hard pressed on every side, I'll give you praise. God, even though I have enemies surrounding me on every side, I'll give you praise because God, I believe in what the word is that you said. And you said that everything I lost, I will get it back that not one thing that stands against me will be able to withstand me. They won't overcome me. They won't have victory over me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I'm going to, in other words, I can run into persecution and not end up getting discouraged. I don't have to be discouraged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't need to walk in discouragement. I don't need to be defeated. Jesus said persecution will come. So in other words, don't allow yourself to be deterred because somebody don't like you. Don't allow yourself to be deterred because things start going wrong. Jesus said, I'll give it back to you a hundredfold. Remember this. That's why he, Jesus promised that all things work together for good. God said, don't let stuff that's going wrong take your attention away from my promise. Keep looking forward. So when I wake up in pain, I was in pain the other day so bad, but I needed to trim hedges. I just said, God, I'm going to do it anyhow. Because your word said, he was speaking this word to me, because your word says, and not one of them will be able to withstand me. You know, the longer I did get sunburnt, hallelujah. But, but, but the longer I was out there, I didn't have the pain that I had before I started. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? Because not one of the things that stand against us will withstand us. Hallelujah. It won't overcome us. Not one thing that rises against us. So we, we, we can't allow persecution and we can't allow problems to deter us from the very promises of God. Hallelujah. So in other words, I've just gotten comfortable that persecution and problems will come. You just sort of sort of expect it, right? I said something the, the, the other day. I think it was Harley, you and I were talking about something. And I said, you know, there's just some people just don't like us. And Harley said, yeah, I know there's some people. They really don't like us. Yeah, that's just true. They just really don't. I understand persecution will come. And so it doesn't phase me when, they, when people don't like me. It doesn't phase me when other problems and things show up in this life. Because I realize it's going to come. But don't let it take your, fo- your focus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because along with persecution, he said, I'm going to get my hundredfold. I'm going to get it back a hundredfold, a hundred times over. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus was saying, you're going to get it back in this life. Say in this life. In other words, while I'm still breathing, I'm going to get it back. I might not get it fully back until I'm about to fully leave this life, but he said, I'll get it back while I'm breathing. Are, are you hearing me? That's why some of you need to enjoy the, even your, I don't care how old you are, enjoy them because he said you're going to get it back. That, that's why you should be able to enjoy the final years of life. Hallelujah, Lois. Amen. See, you might be old, but you should really be able to join because all the things that you haven't seen yet, you should be able to start shouting and giving God praise because now you know you're getting really close to seeing it. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Geneva's with me too because she, she's not, you know, you know, hallelujah. She's close. I'll just say that. So that's why the older we get, the, the more shout we should have. Because we know I'm getting close. It's coming. It's coming. But he said, before I leave this earth, that is a promise you can take to the bank. 
That's why I'm able to go into places and things and get things that, that God doesn't, that, that people never believe that it's true. That's why our church walks in blessing and favor because I know that about God's word. I trust that about God's word. The things that we own, the things that we've taken possession of, all of that. Amen. It hasn't been easy. It's still not easy. Hallelujah. Sometimes I'm like, God, was that a blessing or a curse? Oh, Lord, help me. Because, but, but God says, no, no, remember what I told you. He said, I'll give you buildings that you never built. Amen. That's what he said in his word. I'll, I'll give you houses you don't have to build. I'll give you a land that you didn't have to purchase. He said that in his word because I believe in his word. He said that, that he said, we'll receive these things in this age. While I'm still breathing, I'm going to see victory in my life. While I'm still breathing, I'm going to be healed in my body. While I'm still breathing, there'll be wholeness in our families. While I'm still breathing, amen, I'm going to have victory and total victory because nothing, nothing, no one, no one, he said, no one will be able to withstand you. Hallelujah. It could be a no one, a nobody, a no thing in your life will be able to withstand you because you need to believe what Jesus said that you will get it back a hundredfold in this age. Before I'm pushing up daisies, I'm going to get it back. Hallelujah. Or before they cremate my, but whatever they decide to do with me, I don't know, my kids will have to decide. But whatever they decide to do with me, before that happens, God says I'm going to get it back. So this is how I know my kids are going to be rich. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? When I met with the attorney and I started, you know, all those proceedings, because you know, you never know. Hallelujah. You never know. I said the other day, I, I got to know if I get hit by a bus that everything that we do here goes on without me. So everything is in good and well order. Are you here? Don't, I'm not trying to be more, but I'm trying to tell you the truth. I know based on my planning that when I die, my kids will be rich. Why? Because God says, Adam, before I'll take you, you'll receive everything you lost back a hundredfold. That means every house I had to lose, whether it was through a divorce or she took it or money I had to give that I didn't really want to have to give over. God says, I'll get it back. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Every car I had to hand over, God says, I'll give it back to you. So I know another car is coming my way. Thank you. Are you starting to hear what I'm telling? you. That means that my, my, my health that I've lost. He says, Adam, you'll get it back before you, you leave this age. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's an outcome and it's a way in which you and I need to start looking. So when you pray and you ask God, you need to be able to pray and ask God knowing what Jesus said. You're going to get it back in this present age. It means I don't have to die to get my healing. I'm going to get it now. I don't have to die to get victory. I don't, I, I, I don't have to declare bankruptcy to get out of my financial troubles. He said, I'll get it back in this age, in this age, in this present age. And the reason I know that it's coming closer than it was is because all the trouble that surrounds me. That's why Paul said, I, I am hard pressed on every side, but not crushed perplexed but not in despair because there's, there's trouble on every side of me but I know in whom the God I believe and so because I know and I trust in him more I know in advance I've got victory I hope I'm preaching something to you that'll help you when you begin to pray or before you lose your temper this week you'll begin to believe the word of God over what you see going wrong I know that God's word is coming true in my life because of all the things that are going wrong he said, along with you getting back a hundredfold will come persecution or will come problems. In other words, God will, God will allow people to talk bad about me. 
because along with my, my hundredfold is going to be some people talking about, bad about me. There's going to be some people rising against you. There'll be other problems. So what your family talks about? Let them talk. I, we, we, I had a conversation about that yesterday. He said, somebody said, I, I, they talk about you. I know they probably talk about me. I don't care. If they're talking about me, it lets me know I'm closer to my hundredfold. So talk, 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 talk some more. Here, I'll give you some. I'll tell you about some of my biggest mistakes. I'll tell you some dirty dirt. And you can really tell because it'll just get me closer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you want to talk about who I am or what I am or what I did? I'll tell you all the goods. And then you can just help me get to that hundredfold even quicker. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. I have more I want to give you, but I just feel like that's a good place right there to pause and close. And maybe we'll pick it up next week and continue in the book of Joshua. Hallelujah. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Hear me when I'm telling you. Every obstacle you are up against right now, every problem you are facing in this life right now, it will not be able to overcome you. It will. Not, if you will believe in God, remember the mistakes of Joshua. Don't, don't forget to pray. Don't forget to pray when something new starts coming into your life. Don't forget to pray because it could be someone in disguise. It could be the enemy showing up like little Bo Peep. But he ain't little Bo Peep. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a wolves in sheep's clothing. Hallelujah. You and I need to pay attention what is what and who is coming to our life that the enemy will try to use to slow you and I down, to stop you and I, to cause us to look at the trouble or the problem more than we are the promise of a hundredfold in our life. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. Say that. I'm going to get it back. I said again. I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All this week when trouble breaks out, I want you to declare that. I'm going to get it back. All this week when someone don't like you or you get bad news in the mail or a bad phone call or someone cops an attitude with you, just, just walk away. Not one of them will be able to withstand me. In other words, they may see you, but they don't see the God in you. So you need to get ready for breakthrough. You need to get ready for advancement. You need to get ready for God to do what he says he will do. I don't preach things I don't see in my own life. God blesses and I see victory in my life because I trust in him beyond what I see. I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't look today and, and, and go based on what I see. I have to go based on what he has told me. And because I live my life based on what he told me, I live in victory. I'm not... I'm not in despair. I'm not living in discouragement. I have probably every reason to live in discouragement and despair, but I don't, I choose not to give into it because his words said not one of them will be able to withstand you. Not one of them, not one problem, not one person will be able to withstand you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you can give him praise real quick. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Thank you, Jesus. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Hallelujah. Nothing going wrong will, will withstand you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you're able to, can you stand to your feet? If you can't, just lift your hands before the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to receive this word today as we prepare to close. We're going to receive this word that we are, we are, we are expecting victory. I'm expecting victory. Come on. I want you just to begin to get an attitude and a mindset that you're going to overcome. That, that you're not going to be distracted by the things that are going wrong. You're not going to get distracted by persecution. You're not going to get distracted by problems. Yes, we're going to have problems, Jesus said, but, but, but you and I are going to receive a hundredfold along with, along with the trouble. Hallelujah. Along with the trouble, I'm going to triumph. Uh, if I see trouble, I know I'm going to triumph. 
Thank you, Jesus. If I see trouble, I know I'm going to triumph. Trouble is, is a sign that I'm about to triumph. That's what Jesus was saying. A hundredfold is coming back into my life. A hundredfold. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just begin to pray. Lord, we, I pray over this word into our hearts and lives that, Lord, we will have heard something, something. Lord, we didn't finish it, but, Lord, I pray that there was enough to be said that would cause us to have a shift in our mindset that, Lord, when I see trouble, when I see problems, when I see enemies rise up in my life, God, when it looks like I'm doing without, God, when I, when, when I get frustrated and tired of being in lack, God, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a sign that I'm, I'm moving towards triumph. And so I won't get distracted and I'm not going to lose my peace and my patience over, over the persecution or the problem. But God, we're going to lift our voice and, and just declare not one of them will be able to withstand us. Uh, not any problem, not any person will be able to withstand us. And so, Father, we'll give you praise in advance for victory. I thank you that every problem, every issue and circumstance in my life that's going wrong just is an indicator that breakthrough is coming, that I'm closer than I've ever been. The reason that life has intensified, the reason that problems have intensified almost to the point where we thought we couldn't bear it. Lord, it's because we're closer to us seeing a hundredfold in our life. I'm closer to seeing God, you to give me back everything that I've lost. These people are closer to you, seeing you, God, deliver into their hand everything that they've lost, every person, everything, money, all the things that they've lost. Hallelujah. They're going to get it back a hundredfold in the name of Jesus. So Father, I seal your word today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that within the heart and the mind and the soul of every believer. Lord, would a victor would rise up, a, a triumphant uh, attitude, a triumphant mindset that, Lord, we're going to believe we have victory even when it doesn't look like we have victory. God, I'm going to believe I have victory even when I go into a job that doesn't look like I have victory. I'm I believe I have victory even though my marriage doesn't look like it, that I believe I have financial victory even when it doesn't look like I do because I'm going to believe in your word above anything else that this world and this life tells me. Do the math devil. Do the math. Jesus said a hundredfold, a hundredfold in my life. And I thank you and I praise you and I give you the glory and the honor. Now, Father, we just receive your word. I pray that God, you would bless it. Bless it. Multiply it. God, I send this word to do the work. Lord, your word says that your word will not return to you void. In other words, God, your word cannot come back to you until it's done what it said it would do. So go to work, word of God. Go to work in the lives of your people. I pray they begin to see breakthrough and victory and advancements. Yes, in the middle of persecution. God, let them begin to have a brand new way of looking at trouble. Trouble in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for breakthrough in their life. I thank you for advancement. That, God, we're going to have a brand new outlook. We're going to have a brand new way of looking at things. Not one of them, not one of them will be able to withstand me. Not one of them. The things that used to overcome me won't be able to anymore. The things that used to make me lose my temper won't be able to. Because not one of them will be able to withstand me. Not one of them will overcome me in the name of Jesus. God, we bless you and we thank you. We bless you and we thank you now, Lord. We're going to give today, Lord, and I pray that, God, you would bless. Lord, specifically, Lord, I pray over people's finances. God, we have people in this place that they give sacrificially, and they haven't seen breakthrough yet. God, I'm praying today that you would release an anointing that, Lord, as they give, that you'd give it back a hundredfold because of their obedience, because of their faithfulness, God. 
Lord, allow them to begin to see a breakthrough in their life, advancement, release an anointing over their finances. Financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Press down, shaking together and running over right now. Yes, I'm in lack, but I'll give anyway. Yes, it, I'm struggling to make ends meet, but God, I trust you beyond what I see with my natural eyes. I'll give anyway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Father, send your people with your blessing and your abundance and your word that says not one of them will be able to withstand you. And God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise and we give you the honor in the mighty, powerful, great name of Jesus Christ. The church says amen and amen. Church, have a blessed week in the Lord. Take this word with you. Not one of them will be able to withstand you.